now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 349 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, and Aranon Solstein. Oh, you, you want me to do that? Solstein. And... Yeah. I, I don't. It's just the two of us. Yeah, I no, was trying. I, I, like you, you weren't just taking on with the. Yeah, pit. no, I, I wasn't. I, I was like, I was like, what, what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, girls. Whatever happened to yes ending? Well, I'm not ready to just go into Ernan Solstein. You should always be ready to yes and. No, the only one I'm ready, to, only D and D character I'm ready to go into at any moment is Sam Whale and Dogado. All right, well let's 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 try this again. <gasps> Uh, no, I don't remember how I start this. <laughs> <laughs> I never do it without the music. I need the music again. Well, you got to go without the music this time. I don't know. It's a 349. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. I'm here. And Samuel Indagado. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm here for this uh, great occasion. And Arnon Solstein. No, I'm not ready for that one. God damn it, no! <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't go to that one at a moment's notice. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I know, but I already gave you a moment, like more than a moment's notice. But yeah, but I was in the Samuel and Doggett thing. Like, you, can't just, you can't just swap them? No, not, not just... Not, you can't just swap from Samuel and Doggett. I mean, I didn't realize it was this whole process, but you can barely drop into it at a moment's notice. Well, because it's just like a southern sort of drawl that you have to try to put. Okay, on. and then switching to... Whether well, it's the same, same southern draw that you go, you go into each time? No. It's a different southern draw every time, but still. Oh, every time it's a different one. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, I, I can't pull the same southern draw. It's just a southern well, draw. I, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be... Or drawl. Ridiculous. Yeah. Just making sure your office door was closed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> fine. Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoffenbarrel Brewing, and Brian Jones. Carlos, you were telling me something about our Black Belt patrons the other day. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, uh, they're, thinking, they're going to uh, pool their resources and start a theme park. A theme park? Yeah. It's going to have beer slides, and which is like a regular water slide. Except but with beer. beer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's going to have... Uh, Let's see. Uh, what else? It's going to have, you know uh, how, uh, what are those giant Ferris? Yeah, it was a Ferris wheel. I can't believe I was having trouble thinking of the Ferris, what a Ferris wheel was. But uh, you Did know you how, just you know, Ferris try to say, what are those giant Ferris wheel yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. And you just meant Ferris wheels? Yeah. Okay. So you know how boring Ferris wheels are? Yeah. And like they, they try to make, and then they like to have the, the rides that are like all fast and whatever. That's like, oh, we're going to spin you in a circle like that and flop you around. And that's not a Ferris wheel anymore. That's just an annoying ride. Nobody wants to go on that. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of people want to go on that. But they may, they're going to have a special Ferris wheel that's going to be entertaining. You know how it's going to be entertaining? Because there's, you just, uh, you're going to have a, a mug, you're on the Ferris wheel, and you just pull some beer from the tap it, so while you're going around the Ferris wheel. That, that, that's already a thing, man. You can pull beer from a tap. Well, but their fears will also let you piss out the window. Oh, so that's that's new. That's yeah. new. Okay, yeah. So uh, you know the big Ferris wheel in London. Yeah. Right. Um, so it has like big like carts on it, and you can buy alcohol while you're on the cart. But there's no bathroom. Yeah. And it takes like an hour. Yeah, no, that's the downside. It's like you're <laughs> stuck up there. But no, you can be at the top of the world and just go piss out. The well, window. I want to piss off the top of the world. Yeah. How do I become a black belt patron? Well, you're going to have to follow the links that you're going to mention again. Oh, you mean like head on over to patreon.com slash studios or click on the patron link on our homepage at blindinterstudios.com? Yeah. And while you're over at blindinterstudios.com, you can go find some cool merch. There might even be I Can Piss Off the World t-shirt, but there's not. But there are some like... Uh, but there could be. But there could be. You should check. Yeah. And while you're checking, you should just buy some other merch. Like, I'm definitely wearing pants pants. Yeah, the stuff that's actually on the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there could be. Yeah, you could look for tickets to this, like, beer Ferris wheel, but, like, you're not going to find any there. Yeah, but there could be. But you could look there. You could look. They might be there. They're probably they're not, not. going to be there. But, but you, you could look. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Carlos, what have you been up to, man? Uh, not too much. Uh, just been very busy with work. And then, uh, let's see, yesterday, I had something I didn't do for a while. It's a thing called basically sleep the entire day away. <laughs> Why would you do such a thing? Well, you know, get done drinking at 2 o'clock in the morning and go to bed. And then, like, yeah, you know, like, 11 o'clock comes around. It's like, oh, you know, I could get out of bed. But, like, yeah, I'm going to go back to sleep. And, like, 2 o'clock comes around. You know, I could get out of bed. Or I could just go back to sleep. And, like, you keep doing that until about 7 o'clock in the evening. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it's great. The only downside is when you have, like, a weekend that consists of two days, you kind of just pissed away an entire weekend doing that. Yeah, but did you piss it away or did you enjoy the fuck out of it? I was glad I was that's what I was doing, and that I had no other responsibilities that day. Yeah, so that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. That sounds like a thing that you really enjoyed. Yeah, I didn't do, like, I have done, like, there was, like, one time years ago I did, like, 26 hours straight of, like, just. Of sleeping? Of, like, uh, just, like, yeah, mostly sleeping and, and like, like rolling awake. Yeah, I'm going to go back to bed. and like yeah, that's, that's too many hours. That's a lot of hours. It's too many. Yeah. I think I might not have slept the previous day or two. I think I think that was one of those like forty eight hour awake things and you slept for a day. Yeah. Uh yeah. So let's see. Uh, anything else? Nope, not really. All right, let's see. Um I went camping. Uh that was uh that was a thing. Um yeah, I took uh took Lando for the first time for his first camping trip and he had a good time. Um so I wanted to not do anything because well, I felt like death yesterday, uh, but instead I got my butt out of uh, out of bed, packed my camping gear, and uh, we hit Red Wing Brewing, got some pizza, played some disc golf. Um, then we were driving to Pepin, and we went through this little town called Reed's Landing, and I saw, like, on the side, they're like, Reed's Landing Brewery. And I looked over at Rick. I was like, pop in for a pint. He's like, pop in for a pint. And we pulled off and we uh, had a pint of beer there. And it wasn't bad. Uh, It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was just kind of nice, like little impromptu stop. That was fun. What do they land there? Helicopters? I couldn't figure it out. So on the Wisconsin side, there's a fuckload of sand. And then on the Minnesota side, there's Reed's Landing. So I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, they're probably not landing rockets there. No. Yeah, but I I don't know what what would they be landing? I, I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't know either. I have I wasn't able to figure it out. Nobody would answer my questions. It's almost certainly not a lunar lander, but it could have been. Possibly. Um. And then last weekend uh, was Easter, so uh, I uh, Friday um, I went over and did a paella cook off with my mom, and I kicked her ass with my seafood paella. And she just had a lowly chicken paella, which, I mean, they were both delicious. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, yeah, so that was fun. Then Saturday we did a bunch of yard work, grilled up some burgers for the family, and then uh, we we played some bocce ball and then went up to uh, Lucette Brewing in Menominee for pizza, which was great. And then Sunday I, I didn't – oh, no, I went back over there on Sunday. I was like, I don't think I did anything on Sunday. But, yeah, no, I went over there. Um, yeah, that was kind of my week, like, just a lot of family stuff running around, and then, uh, yeah, just hitting some breweries. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, this, like, with just the two of us, this doesn't, didn't take nearly as long no, as it usually it does. No, it doesn't take I don't, long. Yeah, I don't. There's no Brian here, so that means there's no Frizz Boys. I, I haven't, I haven't finished my beer, so we need to talk about something until I finish my beer. Oh, you see, I, that's why the sample glass was going to be, uh, would have been useful I didn't want the sample glass. All right. Um, did you see the new Godzilla movie? Nope. I'm not. I don't want to see it. I didn't see the last one. I didn't see the one before that. Are you watching Falcon? Oh, I oh I, I thought you were talking about a different thing. Yeah, no. What I, did you I think have, I was talking about? Bird Girl is like a, so. Birdman, Attorney at Law was a thing on Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and they brought back uh, one of the characters, uh, and it's. Bird Girl, except so it's all about this other side character from Birdman, and all these characters are actually from Hanna Barbera cartoons from the seventies. Okay, so except like now she's in charge of the law firm. Oh, 
All right, so we can't talk about Falcon, but what we can talk about, because I'm pretty sure nobody gives a shit about spoilers, is we can talk about the new Mighty Ducks TV show, because I know that you care so much. I don't care at all, really, but yeah, you can tell me right. about how good it is. Actually, let's, let's, play, let's play a quick little game quick. All right, so new Mighty Ducks TV show, what do you think is happening in it? I think... Well, I know for sure because you've told me that the Ducks are the bad guys. Yeah, they are. The Ducks are the new Hawks. Yeah, it feels like they might be ripping off from this other show called Karate Kid. A little bit. We're co- but not quite. So in that one, Cobra Kai isn't the bad guys, but Miyagi Dojo also isn't the bad guys. Um, uh... What's what's his name? Karate Kid guy. Um, yeah, Karate Kid guy. I, why can't I remember his name? I am not gonna be able to help you there. Anyway, Danny. Johnny. No, Danny. Danny is the is like the main character in Karate Kid, and then Johnny is the is, is the, uh, the bad guy. yeah, but he's the best the guy who sweeps the leg. Yeah, like because he doesn't do an illegal face kick. Oh, is that illegal? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that? You didn't even follow the rules. (laughs) I did not know that that was illegal. Yeah. The crane, the the face, like, yeah, it was like uh, basically everything's legal except for the face kick. Do they talk about that? No. Well, actually, uh, it is brought up. Johnny Lawrence brings it up. Uh, But that, like, it it doesn't matter. So, anyway, so in that one, so Danny is using his uh, his accolades as the All Valley Karate Champion to sell used cars. Um, and that seems a little um, like how do you do that? That's weird. Well, because he 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 karate kicks the prices lower. Uh, it's almost like the only reason. And then he gives a, to go he gives cars. a free bonsai tree with every sale. So almost like the only reason he uses karate for that. Is it because they had the wax on, wax off? Uh, probably. Yeah. He, they, they're very clean cars. Um, and then Johnny, uh, his life has kind of gone to shit, so he restarts the Cobra Kai dojo uh, with his new neighbor friend. All this in the new Mighty Ducks show? Wow. No, I'm sorry. I, like, I, had, I had to go back to that one. And anyway, so it turns out, like, nobody's really the bad guy until the, uh, the old Cobra Kai coach comes back and steals Cobra Kai from Johnny, and then... The Karate Kid and Johnny Lawrence have to team up, team up and crane kick him out. I don't think you'd do that. Like in adult world, you can't. Just oh, but also, also, uh, two uh, two clicks form at the high school, and the uh, and the Miyagi Dojo kids and the the Cobra Kai kids they fight, uh, and then one of the Cobra Kai kids uh, ends up getting kicked off the stairs and breaks his back. That's not great. Yep, and now karate is banned from the school. Yep, there's a, that's that's what the third season is about is karate getting banned. Well, I mean, no, from from the town. <laughs> 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 they go all footloose on karate. Okay. Anyway, back to hockey. So the ducks are the bad guys, right? And they cut this kid from the team because he sucks at hockey. So does the kid go the, the Miyagi Dojo then? No. So the kid's mom comes out on the ice and starts yelling at the coach. Okay. Because, well, first, like, the kid got cut, like, immediately after a game because he was kind of slow because he was the worst player on the team, and the coach cut him in front of everybody. Okay. And so then, uh, like, the mom, like, stumbles out on the ice and yells and because the coach said, don't even bother playing hockey, you suck. And he's just a bad coach, right? Yeah. But he has like, uh, do you remember Mighty Ducks two? Vaguely. So he has uh, like the hair of all the Iceland team. Like they all had like uh, not. They just had long blonde flowing hair. And he has a little like locket full of all their hair. Probably no, but he has the same kind of hair. Okay. Right. And so then they start the new thing, and they're like, "Well, they need to find more players," and they call themselves the Don't Bothers, which is a fucking shitty team name. Um, so they need to find uh, like a new. They need to find players. They need to find a coach, and they need to find an ice rink. Right. Sounds like they are going to bother a bit. They have to bother a lot. 
So they find players by finding like all the rejects at the school who have never played hockey to put them on their team. All right. Yeah, that's definitely something like a Mighty Duck movie. Yep. Uh, that's not how the Mighty Ducks work, though, because all the kids wanted to play hockey. In um, the first one. Yep. And the second one. What about the one where they do start off with street hockey in the beginning of the movie? Is that three? No, nah, that's two. Oh. Sure, that's two. Yep. And it's not in the beginning of the movie. Uh, they're just rollerblading around uh, St. Paul and Minneapolis. Um, and the, the layout doesn't make any sense of how they're rollerblading, but that's not here or there. Um, and then they find uh, halfway through the, um, what is it, the, like, basically the Pee Wee All-Star Olympic Games, sponsored by Hendrix, um, because they're Team USA, they, uh, they crash a LA street hockey game, because those are real, and they find, uh, Wait, Keenan, uh, an LA street hockey game in Minneapolis? No, no, in LA. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because, they, like, all, all, the, all the hockey tournaments are taking place in LA. For the Olympics. Because they're known for their ice there. Yes. Um, and that's, that's where they pick up Keenan. Oh, uh, Who yeah. knuckle pucks. Oh, is he? Did Keenan play the knuckle puck kid? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know, know that. It's been a long time. I like, because I, I, like, like for years, like I was thinking of him as the Keenan and Kel kid from the Nickelodeon show. And then he ended up on SNL. Like, I think he's still on Saturday Night Live. He is still on SNL, yep. Yeah, he was also uh, he was also like the kid who shaves in uh, in heavyweights. Oh, I never saw heavyweights. How have you never? Never mind. We're, we're I'm getting off topic. <laughs> so back to the new Mighty Ducks <laughs> show. I can do an entire hour on this, and we're gonna push it. But we didn't get. But we, uh, we still have you like because we gotta talk about this because I, we gotta I, get back to Godzilla's movie. Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, no, there is to see that. We can't talk about that. Anyway. No, but I can talk about it because I've seen the trailers and the, everything about the trailers make me not want to see it. Anyway, so um, they have to get players. They have to get um, a coach and they have to get a place, right? So they find a place called the Ice Palace that's owned by former Pee Wee hockey coach Gordon Bombay who now has a no hockey sign in his ice rink because he hates hockey. Why does he hate hockey? Nobody knows for the first three episodes. And then we find out. Do you know why he hates hockey? Because he bet more money on hockey? No. So... Gordon Bombay's timeline goes like this. In the early 90s, he starts he gets a DUI and starts the Ducks because he has to. Then it turns out he has a heart of gold and becomes the Minnesota Miracle Man. He has a herd of gold? A heart of gold. Oh, I thought he, he had like some he had this flock of gold that he had hey. he found out. So it's like, oh, I don't have to do anything now. I got all, all this right. gold. So Gordon Bombay becomes the Minnesota Miracle Man. Then Hendrix Hockey has him tapped to coach Team USA in the Junior Olympic Games, where he brings the Ducks, plus a guy from Texas who does rope tricks for some reason, um, and a he, bunch of other people. Are these guys on the team? Like, did they do tryouts? No, they just had to be on the team because you had to have some kind of stri internal strife. I feel like if you're going to do an Olympics-level like thing for a team... You have to do some sort of tryouts. Nope. You just have the peewee hockey team, the Ducks, and then a kid from Texas. Okay. Um, and then L.A. kid who can knuckle puck. I'll trust the... I'll have to trust Oh, and the then a second Bash brother, but I don't... I think he's from Philly. I'll have to trust the 80s and 90s movies. Then. And then uh, Bombay, uh, after that, he's like, I can be in... The pro teams. So he goes to play double-A hockey, which is the step below the pro hockey to try to get into the pro hockey, right? Because he's known for playing hockey in the first two films. Yes. No. <laughs> he's coaching. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then right away, he gets uh, hurt because he's a 37-year-old man playing hockey. Well, how long did Wayne Gretzky play? I don't know. He wasn't playing against... I, I don't know. He played forever, Casey. Is he still playing? Well, no, but he played forever. Okay. Anyway, so that happens, right? Then he comes back um, to help Charlie like realize that his new coach isn't a complete dick, just kind of a dick, because he has a... Uh, 
um, a daughter with special needs that he takes out on the ice in her wheelchair all the time. And then, silence. Nobody knows what happened. Then what happens is... Uh, Coach Bombay becomes a cranky old man. Uh, or So then what happens is he goes to um, the University of Minnesota, creates a new uh, hockey program that is winning all of the games. But then there's a, there's a player who needs money. So uh, Gordon Bombay gives him money, which is against all of the rules. Yeah, no, that's so against then, all the rules. Yep, so then he immediately gets fired. Yeah, no. Like, and now Gordon Bombay hates hockey. Yeah, no, like, it sucks for students, like, like in the cases like that, where, like, even, like, where, like, they need, like, a hundred bucks just to try to make it through a semester, and uh, nobody can help them out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's surprisingly realistic, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, how was teaching at the Wee level mean that you have this unbeatable... Could, all right, did you miss the part where he's the Minnesota Miracle Man? I don't... Uh, I, I got that, but that's just, like, a title he picked up. No, he's the Minnesota Man who does miracles. <laughs> but hockey-related miracles. Okay. All right, so going around the table right now. We have North Coast uh, Brewing Company's Brother Thelonious, Belgian-style Abiel. One of the reasons I bought this is because on the label, uh, like, where like where the price was, it said North Coast Brothel, and I thought that was funny. No, I, I'm looking at I just don't see a say North Coast Brothel. No, it's on the label at the store. Okay. Because, like, they, they, they abbreviated Brother Th- Thelonious. I see. I see. <laughs> so this is uh, the type of beer is a bottled bebop, apparently. A what? <laughs> he does say bottled bebop. What is that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's not. You can't. Uh, they don't have bottled rock steady though. It's just the bottled bebop. Uh, is bebop the uh, rhinoceros or is that rock steady? I think the rhinoceros was rock steady. And I think the pig guy was Bebop. Okay. It has been a long time since I've seen anything Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle related, though. All right. Um, so with all the interest in Belgian ales and in the monasteries that brew them, it's time to remind the world that here in the U.S. we have a monk of our own. Why, why would this pop-up happen? Make the pop-up go away. Jazz lessened. Uh, legend Thelonious Monk is the inspiration for North Coast Brewing's Belgian-style Abbey Ale. With an ABV of over 9%, this strong dark ale is rich and robust. Available in handsome 750-milliliter bottles with crown and capsule finish or 12-ounce four-packs. Uh, the label features the jazz master himself, a portrait of uh, by California artist Eric Gribbick. Brother Thelonious... Yeah, so it's a Belgian strong uh, dark... Um, with 9.4 uh, ABV. Belgian Strong Dark? Yeah, Belgian Style Strong Dark Ale. It's definitely, uh, so I'm, I'm drinking it right now, and it's definitely interesting. Uh, it's not what I was expecting when I was like heard Belgian, but I, I do uh, do like this. Ooh. Oh, wow. A lot of, um, like, raisin. Yeah. No, yeah, there's... Uh, there's raisin in there. Um, Just like a lot of like dark fruit, like raisin plum. Yeah. Very dry finish. It has that like Belgian like stretch body, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah. Like it's, I'm trying, I, like it doesn't have like, but, but besides like the raisin, no specific flavors popping out into my head. But yeah, it's actually like really good. I guess, I, although I don't know if I've had a Belgian strong dark before. You close the door, Casey, and your dog starts barking. I, I, he was asleep. I thought that was going to be fine. No, now there's a door that closed, and like, how, how did that door close? What <laughs> evil <laughs> machinations have caused this door to close slightly. I yelled about Gordon Bombay for 15 minutes, not a peep. Yeah. I close the door. Yeah, that's how it works. Now he's back asleep again. All right, uh, give me a number. Okay. Uh, I know we're kind of rushing through this. I don't. I just don't know what yeah, else to say about it. I do really like this. Uh, it kind of surprised me, like when I had, took, drank it, because I 
I'm not, I'm not normally super keen on Belgians, but... Or, are you peachy keen on this one? Or uh, on beers that are the Belgian style. But I, I'll have to... <laughs> I'll have to go with a... Uh, God damn, you racist <laughs> fuck. Oh, those Belgian waffles. What, what is it about our Flemish brethren that you hate? Those fucking Belgian waffles. What's wrong with Belgian waffles? They're a yeasted waffle. Like, it's, the, like, it's, it's, not, it's like, what is this thing? This isn't a waffle. Belgian waffles are goddamn delicious. It's you not, need to take back a, all the... It's not a waffle. How is it not a waffle? The waffle... A waffle is like all like a, like a waffle fry, except it's made of pancake material. That's what a waffle is. So your problem is the height? They're not, but they're all like, uh, the only Belgian waffles I've had aren't like waffles. What? Or I think about something else. What the fuck Belgian waffle have you had that isn't a waffle? Maybe I should, maybe you're, it sounds like you're saying that maybe I should try an actual Belgian waffle. Yeah, then whenever like, I, I, I'm so confused as to what you're trying to say right now. Because the, yeah. I don't know, like, I thought, like, uh, so I thought growing up, like, like because the, there was a special pan for a Belgian waffle, like, I had growing it, up. It, I mean, there, there's there's a different type of waffle iron for a Belgian waffle because they they usually have deeper pockets. Oh, so, then what the fuck kind of waffle did I have? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that at least looks like a waffle. I'm looking at it right now. They're usually round. Wait, it's called a dessert? Yeah, Belgian waffle, yeah. Like, usually, so, in Belgium, you'll get them, and, like, uh, if you get them, like, plain, they'll just, like, it'll be the waffle with, like, powdered sugar on top of it, and it's very good. You can get it with, like, chocolate and stuff, but just, like, them with the powdered sugar is very nice. Yeah. I also had some savory Belgian waffles for at a brunch place in Brussels that were phenomenal. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Uh, uh, I, I what the fuck were you talking not, about? Like, it basically was not a, it was not shaped like a waffle at all. So wait, do you have this like deep-seated hatred of Belgian people that isn't supposed to be there because you didn't know what a Belgian waffle oh, was? Oh no, I, I don't have any hatred of the Belgian people, just of those waffles. But you you don't know what a Belgian waffle is? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't even know. That. I honestly want to know what you were thinking. So, anyways, the number I'm thinking of for the beer, though. I can give that, though. That'll make sense, because it's going to be uh, 7.75. I can't get over the fact that you thought a Belgian waffle wasn't a waffle. I want to know what you were thinking of now. Um, Oh, man. So we've been talking about Belgian beers on Homebrew Bound quite a bit lately. Um, And this is a great example. the color is beautiful. The head uh, retention is fantastic. It tastes like it should, like a good Belgian beer. I'm going to give it an 8.75. This is a really good beer. Like a very, very well-made Belgian beer. Yeah. Um, unlike whatever shitty waffles you were talking about. Yeah, I guess so. We're going to talk off air because I need to know what these goddamn waffles were. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to talk. I was hoping we'd go back to the Godzilla part. I don't need to kill any more time. That's me. But I, I just got to say, though, like everything I've seen about this new Godzilla movie and like I've seen a um, and I've seen a, a couple th- uh, things on it, like hollow fucking earth. What the fuck? Uh, everybody knows that the earth is ho- hollow and that's where the dinosaurs live. Like there's a point in the movie where you Godzilla- know when it got hollowed out, right? During that movie, the core, because <laughs> they just cored out the the middle of the earth. Because so well, they room. had they had to reverse the spin, so they could make room for all the bullshit. Apparently, in this Godzilla movie, <laughs> they had to reverse the spin, and so when they did that, the centrifugal force just made everything stick to the walls. And now there's just big cavity in the middle. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> no, like uh, there's a scene in the movie where Godzilla apparently shoots atomic ray, vision, like not vision, uh, atomic breath. Down, straight underneath him to core the earth, so then Godzilla, so that King Kong can then climb his way out from the core of the earth. I thought they were fighting each other. So then they did fight again because they fight multiple times, and Godzilla will, wins every time. And then he kills God, uh, King Kong once. No, but so wait, why would Godzilla shoot into the earth so King Kong can come up if they're fighting? Because it sounds like he would be stuck in the middle of the earth if they didn't do that. And also, King Kong's from Skull Island. Oh yeah, but they take him from Skull Island on a boat. I've seen this movie already. 
That movie's called King Kong. Except he never makes it to New York because Godzilla attacks. What's what's Godzilla's beef with King Kong? I don't know. He just wants to kill everything. Godzilla's kind of a dick. Yeah, no. Whose side are we supposed to be on? I don't know. So Godzilla kills a lot of people. I don't think King Kong kills a lot of people. And then Mechagodzilla probably cert- almost certainly kills a lot of people. Who built Mechagodzilla? Is he, was, he in this movie? Yeah, Mechagodzilla is in this movie. Because they use like the brain of King Ghidorah from Godzilla to King Ghidorah is the three-headed dragon guy, which is a pretty cool hider. Which brain did they use? Probably not the good one, because it turns out that using the brain of this... I don't know why they use the brain, honestly, because it sounds like it could come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, well, I mean, why wouldn't you just drive it? Yeah, no, apparently they're using the brain to do a second connection to uh, Mechagodzilla to pilot it. Which, of course, that just means that King Ghidorah takes it over, and then there's a Mechagodzilla being run by the villain of the last movie. That Godzilla is not strong enough to fight until King Kong comes in and gives him some backup. So Wait, I just spoiled how the, the mo- that movie goes. Godzilla is trying to kill King Kong. Oh, and King Kong has a giant axe. Made with the fin of some other Godzilla from ages past. As the axe head? There, there was another Godzilla? Apparently. And then King Kong fought that Godzilla too and took... took no, that's... A, apparently, a, there just was a... Probably a giant monkey because there's a throne apparently in the center of the earth where a giant mo- a monster sat on and that, that had this gi- giant axe. And th- so he's really just Kong and then like he fought to be king? Like Simba. I, I think the movie ends with them deciding to be friends and go going go-karting. But, it's not Mario. I, well, I don't know how it ends though. I just I just know that there's a lot of dumb stuff going on. I don't, I don't understand any of it. No. Why would I? Did, did you decide to watch this movie? Have I made it so you really want to watch this movie now? I just want to know what's going on. I don't think you will know what's going on even if you watch the film. So a representative Dollar General, because I'm just going to change the, <laughs> class, the, the, the thing, uh, in Merrillville, Tennessee, reported that at 10.24 a.m. on April 5th, the two women tried to buy several gift cards with a counterfeit $1 million bill. There should be a title. If you're, like, if you're, like, if somebody <laughs> giving the title, like, any, like, press releases from Dollar General should be the Dollar General. Or maybe the General Daughter... Dollar? No, the the Dollar General. The Dollar General. Uh, One of the women said she received the $1 million bill uh, in the mail from a church and that she was going to buy items uh, for care packages for homeless people. The other woman said uh, she was unaware of the bill. Both women were given verbal no trespass warnings for the store. For using a million-dollar bill? From the church. The church cannot be going around handing out million-dollar bills because that is not how anything works. You can't just do that. Well, especially if you don't pay taxes. You can't just write down one million dollars on a check and then go to a Dollar General. I mean, there was that there was that one movie, Blank Check. They can't give you the change, like let alone they can't give you change because they don't have a million dollars. So how did how I I might need to rewatch the movie Blank Check, but how did that kid cash that check? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Like that, uh, that shouldn't have worked. <laughs> no, that really should not have worked. It really shouldn't have. Somebody really should have got. Also, it that mansion he bought. No way he was getting that for a million dollars. Plus all of the other stuff. Well, this is the, the '90s, though. Yeah, it was just the '90s. Do you remember how in the '90s? Uh, I don't remember right, how big the house was. I guess, but it was it was a very big house. And do you remember how there was that fun joke in Austin Powers? But is it a big house in L.A. or is it like a big house in the middle of bumfuck nowhere? It's not. It's all right. It's definitely not in bumfuck nowhere. Okay. So I don't. I don't know what city it's in. So it's in like maybe Maine. If it's in Maine, then you're definitely not getting that line. I don't know what the property values are like in Maine at all. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you remember the, the the dude with the pillows? What? 
Yeah, so Mike Lindell, the formerly ubiquitous purveyor of both Donald Trump's election lies and oh. his own range of my pillow bedding uh, accoutrements, uh, said he has hired in private investigators to find out why he appears to have fallen out of favor with Fox News. Speaking on a podcast hosted by Steve Bannon, a former White House strategist and another champion of the former president's lies about supposed election fraud, Lindell accused Fox News of a conspiracy against him, presumably to keep hidden the absolute proof he insists that he has that Trump's uh, defeat by Joe Biden was rigged. You know, I'm going to have those answers soon because I've hired private investigators and I've spent a lot of money on them to investigate everything, Lindell said when Bannon asked why he hadn't seen him on Fox News recently. The bots and trolls. Who's behind them, Lindell added. Why is Facebook involved? Wikipedia involved? And then the big question, why isn't Fox having people on? Why isn't Fox on there talking about Dominion and Smartmatic and the election fraud? It's almost like Fox News is being sued by a certain group <laughs> who like was behind the, the election machines. Dominion. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian company whose vote counting equipment was used in the 2020 election. They filed multi-billion dollar defamation lawsuits against Fox News. And <laughs> Lindell, yeah. Lindell specifically and Trump. Oh, and Trump lawyers uh, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. Um, the Florida company Smartmatic, uh, meanwhile, has launched legal action to counter smears that claim its voting software also changed votes. In January, Fox News aired a bizarre fact check uh, come retraction, seeking to distance itself from suggestions of fraud made by its own Trump supporting presenters. Powell has defended herself with the extraordinary argument that no reasonable person would conclude that the statements were truly statements of fact. Well, I mean, it's a. Uh it's not. Uh, it's only says news in the title of the network. That doesn't mean it's actually a network of news, right? That's how that. That's their defense so far. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, in an earlier rant on the Bannon podcast, Lindell insists uh, Trump will be back in uh, office by August, and that his investigators had uncovered absolute proof he'd present to the Supreme Court that Biden's victory was fraudulent. All right, this the guy is election of 2020 is going bye bye. This guy now just really needs some help. He some, really, really does. He does not have a firm uh, grasp on reality. Yep. Uh, and this goes on for a few more paragraphs. But the big thing here is he has spent a buttload of pillow money on private investigators. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he thinks these private investigators are going to turn up. I, I love the fact that they're looking into Fox News. There's nothing they're going to pull up. So I don't know if you saw this or not, but the last time Lindell was on Fox News, his last Fox News appearance, they had to cut him mid-sentence. Oh yeah, yeah. They just like they literally just muted him, and he kept talking, and they just talked over him. <laughs> I'm assuming this was after they'd already been sued. Yep. Okay. Because <laughs> he he went into a tirade about the election fraud, and they're like, legally, we can't talk about this. Oh, I mean, they probably could talk about it, but they would probably just build more of a case for uh, the uh, company. Yep. Well, yeah, and they would end up paying multi-millions of dollars. Yeah. All right. Um, in Tana, or Tana, part of a South Pacific Ocean archipelago made up of 80 islands, the, I'm, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to butcher this, but Yao Nanan tribe, consider the Duke of Edinburgh a deity. The Prince Philip uh, movement came to light in the late 1950s, and the unusual conviction originates in legend. According to, an, to ancient tales ex existing long before the tribe's awareness of Philip, a white man born of volcano spirit traveled overseas to marry a powerful woman before returning to them. They believe the Duke was born in their homeland and was, until recently, keeping the flame of their culture alive in the UK. It is believed that when the tribe's people first encountered British uh, colonialists, uh, or colonists, uh, they saw images of the royal family, concluding that the late duke must be their spiritual leader. The Duke of Edinburgh's arrival to uh, Venautu uh, on an official visit in 1974 further entrenched these beliefs. Chief Jack of the Yauhanan uh, said, I saw him standing uh, t on the deck with his, white, uh, with his white uniform, and I knew then that, there, that, there, or that he was the true messiah. To see him in the flesh like that, even though... I know that deep down inside, he's more than flesh and bones. What a fucking dick move. 
on his part. I'm going to show up in person and put on my dress whites and sit on the side of the ship and because I want these people to worship me. Yep. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Initially, the Duke was not aware of the tribe, but after being informed, he sent a signed portrait of himself. In return, the Yahounen uh, gifted him a traditional pig-killing club, which he posed alongside. Each year, the natives of Tana would host a large celebration on the Duke's birthday in belief that he would return. The occasion involves eating, dancing, and the ingestion of ceremonial narcotic called kava. Uh, during the celebrations, they share tales of the Duke of Edinburgh's prowess and his prophesied marriage to the Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II, as well as what they believe to be his magical powers. The Yahounen uh, believe uh, Philip had the power to influence world events and was responsible for Barack Obama becoming president. These guys need to lay off the uh, kava, <laughs> was it? Kava. <laughs> right, they need to lay off the kava. In 2007, a television program called Meet the Natives saw five natives uh, spend five weeks in the UK. The documentary culminated in them meeting Prince Philip in Windsor, where they exchanged gifts. The Prince Philip movement is not the only such cult in Tana. Uh, it has its roots in the John Froome, as in the John from America cult, uh, movement, which glorifies a figure often based on a U.S. World War II soldier. The Duke of Edinburgh's death uh, has not marked the end of this movement. The tribe believe that uh, he will now return to them in spirit form and share the wealth of the British crown. So I'm going to give these this tribe the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that they don't actually... It has to be a, just a giant fucking But hoax. this is a giant excuse on their part to just fucking... Get fucking wasted and have have more kava. Have more kava. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, they just want to have a party. They need some sort of excuse. It has to be like the biggest joke on the British crown. Like they're just like, oh, what, 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 what if we, what if we told them that we worship him? Like we think he's a god. Do you, like, do you what, what do you think will happen? Do you think he'll believe it? Do you think he'll believe it? Do you think he'll get us some more like stuff, man? Because we're running a little low on Kova right now. Like, there, there's no way their ego's that big, right? There, there's no way. They're, oh shit! They believed it. They believed it. Oh god. Yeah. I, also, uh, how fucking colonialist is that 2007 TV show name? Meet the natives. Yep. It's pretty uh, pretty colonialist. <laughs> All right. Uh, cannabis activists in Washington, D.C. are planning to offer a free bag of marijuana to those receiving the vaccine for COVID-19. Um, the free cannabis giveaway, giveaway, dubbed Joints for Jabs, is being arranged to coincide with vaccine clinics expected to open in the nation's capital soon. Um, the D.C. Marijuana Justice uh, group wrote in a press release on Monday with Joints for Jabs, the DCMJ activists uh, hope to highlight the need for further cannabis policy reform at the national and local level while, while bringing awareness to the importance of the equitable uh, distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, so basically you can uh, walk into a weed uh, store, show them your, uh, your thing, and then you get some free weed. Sounds great. It's uh, like cri what Krispy Kreme is doing with donuts. Actually, and these things kind of go hand in hand. You you heard about the Krispy Kreme I, thing, right? No, I didn't know that they were doing donuts. Yeah, so uh, Krispy Kreme says, like, if you bring in a vaccine card um, every day for 2021, you can get a free donut. Wow. I mean, you probably shouldn't eat Krispy Kremes, though, because they're not good for you. <laughs> Oh, I mean, smoking an entire bag of weed probably isn't good for you either. Yeah, you don't do that all at once. But if you eat a donut, you're going to eat the entire fucking donut. Well, yeah, but what if you just like eat like one donut a day every day for That's not good either. <laughs> That's 365 donuts you're eating. I don't I don't see the problem. Eh, it's not great. It's better than eating them all at once. Well, I mean, most things. Most things are better than eating 365 donuts at once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is worshipping the Duke of Edinburgh better than eating 365 days? <laughs> I think you would live longer. <laughs> I think you would live longer. All right. Um, and what may be the most bizarre piece of news this week? A Texas man was arrested for allegedly attempting to, uh, to plot to blow up a data center in Virginia. The man apparently stated in online chats that he wanted to kill about 75 or 70 percent of the Internet, according to a federal affidavit. Seth Aaron Pedley, uh, Pendley, age 28, was arrested after allegedly attempting to obtain an explosive device from an undercover FBI agent. 
Um, a sting that was set up after a citizen reported alarming statements made by Penn... Uh, Penley in an online forum. We are indebted to the concerned citizen who came forward to report the defendant's alarming online rhetoric. In flagging his post to the FBI, this individual may have saved uh, the lives of a number of tech workers. Acting uh, U.S. Attorney uh, Parekh Shah said in a statement, We are also incredibly proud of, proud of our FBI partners who ensured that the defendant was apprehended, yada, yada, yada. So basically, this guy's plan was to kill the internet. But... <clears throat> By bombing a single data center. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not how, like, data centers work, though. So, he recorded, uh, so, he planned the attack, uh, he planned to attack web servers that he believed provided services to the FBI, CIA, and other federal agencies in order to bring down the oligarchy. I'm pretty sure that their servers are... At but like probably protected locations, like well, for, so the, in their of their files. In order to bring down the internet in any way, shape, or form, you'd have to attack. I mean, which is possible, but you'd yeah. have to attack like um, some trunk lines and some big hubs. Yeah, um, uh, which aren't in Virginia. No. Um, like, and I mean, it is a very fragile infrastructure. Like, the more you know about it, the more you're like, oh. But also, you're not gonna you're like you're gonna bring down parts of it. You're not gonna bring down the entire things, and you're not gonna bring it down every <gasps> everywhere. Yeah, I know. Uh, when I was uh, taking a uh, uh, architecture class for uh, development, web development, it was uh, ta- like one of the things that came up was like how like data centers are kind of like spaced. Like uh, you're supposed to uh, use like uh, when you have a when you're using data centers, you're supposed to use like ones that are like spaced certain distances away. And like the distance, apparently that was decided on is because is the range of like the damage caused by a nuke. Mm-hmm. So a nuke takes out one data center, your stuff's still fine. So I don't think don't know what he was going to accomplish in Virginia except just a giant mess. All right, this brings us to our discussion topic because we're going to talk about that now. Yeah. All right, so our discussion topic for the day is. What show would you like to bring back for one more season? All right, yeah. and uh, I'll, I'll let you start. Yeah, so, I mean, first there's the obvious answer, uh, which would be a season two of Firefly. However, I'd want the season two of Firefly to be done right after. The, like, we'd, we'd have to take a time machine and do that right after season one. I when we could get everybody and it would be fine before the Serenity movie came out. Yeah, before the Serenity movie came out, uh, and before people moved on with their careers. Yep. But like, yeah, I think that would have been uh, would have been great to get a second season of that because like that was a great show. I love myself a little some sci-fi like stories like that, and, and it was. Have you seen uh, Dark Matter? I have seen part of Dark Matter. Dark I, Matter to me had some Firefly vibes. So the problem with Dark Matter is that is. A, one of the cheap sci-fi shows where uh, it's all they take a bunch of Canadian actors and then uh, they film it just in warehouses and stuff. Yeah, and like that's, they call it space. Yeah, like Firefly. Uh, yeah, like but like I thought Firefly did a little bit better. Well, yeah, because they 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 had uh, they had warehouses and a desert. Yeah, they had de- and they also had like a Victorian settings like too. Well, like just because like for like the upper crust of uh, people's. Like, oh yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, a season two of Firefly would have been great. Would have been really good. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I have that on here. Um, do you remember, and this is, this is going to be a stretch, um, do you remember the writer's strike? Yes. I mean, everybody does. Uh, it was 2007. Yeah. There was a new show that started in 2007 called Journeyman. Uh, it was one? a time travel show. Um, and I'm, let me let me. Pull which up. one was this one? Because there's been multiples. Uh, I, I have the plot synopsis up on Wikipedia because uh, like everybody's going to kind of need a thing. Uh, the series centers on Dan Vassar, a newspaper uh, reporter living with his wife Katie and young son young young son young son Zach in San Francisco. For an unknown reason, one day he begins jumping back in time. He soon learns that each series of jumps follows the life of a person whose destiny he is meant to change. Dan's jumping affects his family life and his job and instills suspicion in his brother 
uh, Jack, a police detective. Well, in the past, Dan reconnects with his ex-fiance, Livia, whom he had believed uh, was killed in a plane crash, but who is actually a fellow time traveler. Um, this show was, it was a blast. Uh, it was only 13 episodes because writer's strike. Um, and it was, it was a lot like a uh, quantum leap, but right. with kind of an updated twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a sucker for that kind of show. And I would love an, like another season. Like they set up a bunch of like really cool, like in, um, like in universe, uh, cosmology and stuff like that. And I would just, I would love to see more of that. Cool. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw Journeyman. Then it doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Like I, I know the title, name of the show. So it was it was on NBC, um, and it aired the same night as Heroes. So speaking of Heroes, this is my next show. Is because you know the Raiders strike shoot uh, screwed fuck over, Heroes Heroes season two. So, so I would bad. want to go back and redo season two. That's with I have that on my list. Yeah, that your list. <laughs> I have that on my list. <laughs> Because, oh, wow, that just was a... Like, what about, like, the, the girlfriend that Peter Petrelli just left in, the f- in like, the dystopian future and then, no, we never heard from again? Well, once you wipe that... You leave somebody in the, a dystopian future and then you wipe that, that future from ever existing, then you just erase somebody from ever existing. And it's like, like, oh, yeah, we're not going to ever address any of this stuff because we're just going to move on. Uh, everything and make was, everything the worst. Everything's super rushed. And like it was just a mess, and like it was a mess that ended up like because like the first part of season two was great when they oh yeah well and and season one is I like I think it's up there with Lost as far as first seasons of amazing television yeah and uh, then we get like part of uh, half of a season that was great and then the writers strike which. I, I agree. Like, no, they're, they're right to strike. But the problem was, like, uh, for the show, though, the show really got... Yeah, no, like, the, the writers, like, were right. Yeah. They, they like, were on the side of the writers, but also, we miss our TV. Yeah, and it kind of meant that... I think they got, like, two more seasons after that. I think they had a season three and a season four. But it kind of put everything yeah. on the wrong track. And then, well, they also got, like, a rebooted uh, season that was just fucking terrible. I did not see the reboot season. So. It was, yeah. So um, Claire died somehow. Okay. Because they couldn't get Hayden Panettiere back. Well, I mean, her, her healing powers were always like, you just apparently could disable it pretty easily multiple times. Yep. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. Zachary Quinto made that show. Do you remember? Do you remember? An like, HRG. Around the time they were doing. They were doing the Heroes show, like season one and season two. They were also doing a online comic for it. Yeah, like that was like uh, that's pretty cool. Like you get to like see a little bit more backstory. I remember stuff. like we were the biggest fan of Heroes. Like we even did uh, two episode or two sessions of a Heroes RPG. It was one session? Was it one? It was it just one? Because we never uh, were able to do the second. Yeah. yeah, and like it was. It's still like. I remember it being like super compelling and a lot of fun and like I had like all these like interweaving plot points and Yeah, it was a blast to do. And it was absolutely ridiculous, but it was like it was going to be a lot of fun and uh, then we just could never do a second one because somebody uh, who had we had put all the uh, eggs in one basket. You had put all the eggs in one I basket. I had put all the story. eggs in the wrong all basket. All the story eggs were put in one basket and then they just decided to drop that basket. Yeah. Full of those eggs. The, all those eggs were smushed. Yeah. All right. Um okay. You got another one? Oh no, you just did yeah, heroes. Yeah. Uh, all right, so another, so this one just wrapped up last uh, last season or last year, but I would love another season. And I know like it came to a relatively satisfying conclusion, but I would still like I, I will never tire of seeing these characters do a thing, and I just want to see more. Agents of Shield. Right, yeah. Marvel's Agents of Shield is so good, um, especially once they started doing pods instead of seasons. So, like, each season would have, like, three distinct storylines with a single through line. And uh, one season it was they set up Ghost Rider, um, LMDs, and the Darkhold all in one season. And, like, it was so cool. And, like, Agent Coulson became the Ghost Rider for a second. Wow. And it's it's incredible. If If you like comic books, especially Marvel... And you haven't watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., here's what I recommend. Watch the first 
like four or five episodes of season one, then after like you've kind of gotten to know the characters, go to the episode called Turn, Turn, Turn. And that is the episode that released um, the day after they dropped uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. And that's when the show gets crazy. Yeah, uh, like and I was like, that was one. Of, like some people like are a little like iffy on that Captain America. I love that Captain America one. That uh, Winter, Winter Soldier? Soldier. Yeah, that's one of the best ones. Like that's that's what cemented Russo brothers to keep coming back and doing oh, yeah. like movies. Yeah, like that was amazing. And like uh, Civil Captain America Civil War was just ridiculous. It was Avengers Light. It was like, crazy what they pulled off there. It was just Avengers Sam Thor. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so my next one is uh, an, a little bit different. Uh, so I, like you and I, we watched, like when we worked at McDonald's, we would like work late and then we'd get back and then we'd drink and watch Lost. Yeah. So like we and, like we watched through like four seasons. I, I, think, we wa- I think we watched through, oh no, I don't think you ever it. finished it. Yeah, I never finished it. But how many seasons of Lost did they end up doing? Um, Was I it don't, six, I, seven? Seven, I think. I don't know. I'd have to see, like, so whichever ones I bought on DVD are the ones that we burned through. Yeah, uh, I think those are the first four. And the problem is, like, after that, like, when I tried to start keep going into it, it was like, oh, man, this is losing me. Like, this isn't, it's like, what are they doing? And like, eventually, like, the finale was kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, so what I would want is for a fifth season to be added, and that fifth season is the final season. Cut off all the other stuff. Make it so the mystery box has to be resolved in a season five. Ooh. And then the end. I will say, uh, as far as Lost goes, I think season three is the best season. At least, and it has some of my best, epi- or my favorite episodes. And, like, the pilot's amazing, but my absolute favorite episode of Lost is the season three episode where... Hurley, Charlie, and Sawyer find the van that's like that has a bunch of beer in it, and like they like they spend the entire episode just getting that van working just to ha- like, and then they they do a joyride around the island until they they crash the van, like just because it's it's so like everything has been so tense up to that point, like all this bad shit keeps happening. And I it's think just- one of my favorite episodes like was when we start like because. They ended, was it, I think it was season two, they ended where they found, like, this, like, window going down. No, that was the end of season one. Was that the end of season one? Yeah. When, when the light comes up yeah. of the hatch. Yeah, when they, when they find the hatch. Like, and Boone dies. Yeah, like, where they do that, where they find the hatch. And, like, and so, like, they're, so, like, they're going to blow into it. But, like, but then, like, season two starts off where you're following this other guy who's, like, stuck in the hatch. Yeah, oh, Desmond, yeah. And like that was like you see that was really good. You see things from his perspective, and like things get weirder. Yeah, um, did you ever? I don't remember what what season it was, but it followed um, two non main characters, um, like uh, with their time on the island, um, and like they were like jewel thieves or whatever, and they happened to crash. Oh yeah, and- I remember that episode. The one where they ended up being buried alive. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. It was a fucked up episode, but it was well, really good. Yeah, that, well, because it was really good because, like, they were, like, just, like, some background characters, and then they gave them some story, and you find out, oh, that's why these background characters disappeared is because they died off screen. And now you see how they died on screen. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Lost, Lost was a good show, but you're right. It could use just, like, a complete, like, other season of, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it needed to be undone from, uh... Who was it behind that one? J.J. Abrams. It need to be uh, un-Abrams-ified. Like, man, Abrams, like, he has some really cool ideas, but he's so fucking attached to his mystery box idea. And never resolving them. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Like, a puzzle box is fun, but when you open the box and it's full of shit, guess what? You have a box full of shit. Yeah. I don't care what the journey was to get there. If you end up with a box full of shit, you're you're disappointed. Yeah. All right. Um, I should probably come up with one more, huh? Yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm trying. So what I've been trying to do is like think of season or shows that were canceled like before their time. Um, I would like, and there's a bunch that like never quite got off the ground, like backdoor pilots and stuff like that. 
like the new um, Arrow show that was that got COVID canceled. Yeah. Like that comes to mind. Um, man, I'm like I'm just drawing a blank right now. No, yeah, there was this really good show on uh, Netflix that got one season following like this uh, this girl who's a teenager. Finds out she has superpowers. It's like going through all these things, and then like it ended up with this great season two climax, and then and then was gonna get season two, and then it just uh, got canceled. Oh, is that like uh, everything sucks or whatever? Or? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, it's really good. No, like and it's, um, I mean, there, so there was a sitcom that got coveted that I was really into. Um, it had Maggie Lawson from. Uh, Psych mm-hmm. and Jason Biggs from the American Pie movies, right? Yeah. And they were they were like it was they were parents and they had like genius kids. Um, and it only got one season because COVID. And I would love to see another. Like I don't know, I'm a big sitcom fan. Like I like some mindless TV, you know. Um, and especially like when the writing's semi clever and it's and it's characters I can get behind and because. It was it was like one one of the conceits was they had uh, they had a bar in the basement where they could just get away from the kids and drink and like just do normal like adult shit instead of like crazy parent stuff and they're like all right we're going to the basement and like they would go down there and get high and drink and <laughs> do that and I was like I I can get behind like I I see what they're doing like that's fun and then we get one season and it's like ah shit I would do another. Speaking of, I would do another season of Psych. Yeah, no, definitely another season of Psych. Like, I mean, or another movie or whatever they well, decide they yeah, want to do. And I, I hope they do like some more, uh, like another movie or so, because like yeah. it's not it's not the same though as like a show though. Like of, it's like, not, but the movies are fun. Like the, the the movies are kind of like a celebration of Psych, but it's not like an episode of Psych. Yeah, it's not like okay, well I'm gonna get another one next week. We're gonna have like this, like oh, what's the mystery this week that I already know the answer to because I've seen this episode twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, another one, kind of in that same vein, is I would love another uh, season of Veronica Mars. Uh, the like the Hulu season ended on such a dark note. Like I need another one. I don't know if you've watched Veronica nope. Mars at all. Uh, mild spoiler: um, Logan gets blown up in a car bomb at the end of the the Hulu season. But like then, like but Veronica has also met like the new Veronica Mars to like set up like a continuing of that character. And it's, it's like, she just cannot catch a break of shows being canceled for her. No, of, of, no, I mean, Veronica oh, Mars, Veronica not, not Mars. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell like catches all like, Oh, she did, you know, cause she ended up on the, the good, good place. place. It's fucking great. Which was one of the, like the best endings to a show. I think I've ever seen. Not another season wanted there. There's no point. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, another thing would be uh, so like all the uh, Netflix shows that uh, like were dropped, uh, such a like uh, because of uh, Disney. Uh, so I like I would oh, say, oh uh, so yeah, like all the Marvel Daredevil ones. Another be. Daredevil, um, another Luke Cage. Um, I could do without another Iron Fist. That's I heard fine. that like they had like actually like good plans with Iron Fist going forward, but it just never happened because ever, they just uh, stopped because that actor couldn't really act. I don't think that I didn't know that I don't think that's the uh, biggest issue with that. No, show. I know, I know. I don't know. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they'll bring that the Iron Fist though for the the uh, martial arts uh, Marvel movie. I don't know. Um, like so, but like those guys are. I would do another episode of uh, or another season of Jessica Jones in a fucking heartbeat though. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I was still in that. I'm like, so those guys are MCU canon. Yeah. So, so they, they can show up, but it's not, we, we don't know if they can, if they're going to. And honestly, uh, the only one I'd be real pissed about them recasting would be Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter did such a good job. I, Charlie Cox, like he, he was a good daredevil, like, but I don't like. I don't like. I thought he. I really felt like he nailed the like the yeah. like he like he had, he had that Catholic guilt he down. Actually, he had, he had like actual issues like acting besides that because of uh because he had like to work really hard to act blind. Yep. And then uh, 
uh, the person who played uh, Lucas Cage, I can't remember that actor name. Like, he was great. Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay, you're right. I would be mad if they did it all of them. Also, Foggy um, was fantastic. Yeah, Foggy Nelson's uh, actor was amazing. Yeah. All those guys, really good. I don't know. Who knows, though? We getting, we're getting, I'm sad it's not a movie. We're getting a She-Hulk TV show. Oh, who's playing She-Hulk? Uh, you know the, uh, uh, what's the name of that, uh, that TV show where it's, it's a bunch of clones? And it's all played by this one actor? Oh, uh, Orphan Black. Yeah. So, uh, she's playing, uh... She-Hulk? Yeah, she's playing She-Hulk. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Orphan Black is a great show. Yeah, so that's gonna be, that's gonna be cool. Uh, it's just, uh, and so, like, who knows? Maybe we'll see another lawyer show up at that. Because uh, she's oh, a lawyer. Oh, man. If we see Matt Murdock in that, that would be delightful. Yeah. Though they kind of ended it where, like, Matt Murdock wasn't, I don't know. You know what I don't need is another Punisher show. I I don't know if a show would fit. I could see a movie, actually, though. I, I guess. But I, I don't know how much more he has to punish. Like, what is what is left for his character after two uh, seasons? I, 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 like, I like the two seasons, but also, like, the Punisher as a character is, like, eh. Like fifteen year old me likes the Punisher a lot more than thirty year old me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, because uh, like even the actor said, like he's not a good guy. Like he's is, not. He's you like and like he's like but like he's also come out against like all the cops that put like the Punisher symbol on their guards when the Punisher even though, like, goal the cr- is to kill people. The creator of the Punisher was like, you guys are all missing the point. Yeah. All right. Well, we've hit an hour. Should we get out of here? Yeah. This is, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. We could probably keep going if, I don't know. We've seen a lot of TV shows. Well, we, we watch a lot of TV. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And we would love to hear what your uh, TV shows you'd like to see another season of would be. So go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindestudios.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com. You can follow us on Twitter at blind at blind underscore ninja or find us on Instagram at blind studios and we'll see you guys next week.